This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio again. <laughs> no technical <laughs> difficulties whatsoever. No kicking this episode no, off today. Nothing nothing happened. Nothing bad. No, nothing. Fine. Nothing. Everything was fine. No nothing to see here. All right. Uh, <laughs> we are the Gamerscape uh, Final Fantasy 14 podcast. I'm Fusion X. Joining me today, we've got Zadindra, Aldino, Rook, and joining us, we have Bianca and Sly. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello, hello, everybody. What's so up? Uh, before we get into our uh, topic for today, uh, two quick bits of news here. Uh, the Dragon Quest X event uh, will be returning on July 2nd, so if you didn't catch that the first time around, uh, you have another opportunity to get your Puff Puff on and to get your, uh, what was it, there was the, the slime earrings, the slime, yeah. the slime hat, and then there the was hat, like yeah. the, the, the mask, I don't know what that was called. Does the, anything uh, matter beyond the hat? Because I'm pretty sure the hat's the only reason that you do the events. It has, it has, it's physics. Right. It's, it's right. slime physics too. It'll like yeah. jiggle around. And, I mean, that's what more do you need? Uh, so uh, there you go. You have a chance to catch that again. Um, also, um, Yoshida did uh, a stream uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, like last week, uh, talking about uh, the that there's probably going to be a letter from the producer in early July. Um, for those of you with a calendar, that's coming up pretty soon. So uh, either next week, uh, next episode, or like the week after that, uh, we'll probably be getting some information. This is not a live letter, um, but uh, I, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be. If it's just going to be like every, you know, all the presentation slides just dumped into a a, a forum post. Um, if there's mm -hmm. going to be a patch, tra I would assume a patch trailer. Uh, right. Unless things are delayed more, which uh, maybe you never so far, know. They sounded like they were working at a pretty good pace. It though, sounded so. like they were on track for for what they told us. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so we'll see. So keep an eye out uh, for that. Uh, this week, speaking of calendars, um, I still have my two years ago FanFest calendar on the wall. Yep. I really need a new one, Essie. If you would like to supply, right? Give us a new calendar. I have. I have one of those from, uh, gosh, the 2014? Yeah. People, Fest, people get confused. They're like, did I get one? The dates on this month are wrong. And I'm like, it's because it's a really old-ass calendar. It should <laughs> 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 one day it'll be current again. No, one day it'll come back around. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be right if you take a time machine. Yeah. And you know, hey, if we can't have in-person Fan Fest this year, maybe a little bonus reward, they just send us all calendars, because I'd be super <laughs> down with that. How weird would that be? Yeah. Sorry we can't have Fan Fest this year. They just send every paying subscriber a calendar. But <laughs> here's a calendar. Really <laughs> if they do that, and they just sneak in the date for the new Fan right. Fest in there. Would that, oh, be that would be so cute. That'd be so good. Square Enix, do that. <laughs> I don't have any room on my changes. walls for a wall calendar, though. I don't have any room oh, on my you? desk for a desk calendar. Like, you know, just dump a couple Funkos out the window, and then where the Funkos were, put the <laughs> no, calendar. <laughs> that face. That's the saddest face I've ever seen him make. Why would you? I why would literally you tell me to do that. I have never seen that expression. That, your face that, that having been said, I am genuinely a little upset that I do have some some new stacks building in front of some uh, some autographed posters. But that's that's another <laughs> another topic for another time. Different problem. 
Yeah. So, um, this week, uh, this is a, an episode, this is a topic we've wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, for, for a while now. Um, people of color in the Final Fantasy XIV community, um, as well as talking a little bit about uh, everything that's going on right now with uh, Black Lives Matter. Um, and so we're, we're really, really thankful that we have uh, B and, and Sly joining us today to, to talk about this. Um, so let's we'll just we'll just kick this off here. Um, as a person of color, how have your experiences been in game with with other players? Have have what kind of issues have you faced? Um, you know what kind of positive things have have you encountered? And just to clarify, are we talking about things that we feel like will relate to like some sort of like racially charged issues, or is this yeah. negative experiences in general? Uh, every everything just. Yeah. It's kind of like how... relatively speaking, this community I've not had as many negative experiences, um, especially in comparison to other games. But I mean, I think if you play a game enough, you're bound to encounter some kind of negative experience in one way or another. You know, whether it be something that's you know related to like racism, or whether it's not. But I will say, for the most part, as far as racism go, I haven't had many experiences. I actually thought about that for a while, like wrecking my brain, like, have I endured any kind of racism in this community? And to my knowledge, it was on a very minimal scale. And um, the the only thing I, that really comes to mind is, I, I guess I wouldn't call this racist, but it just kind of made me feel a, a bit offended when, you know, I've been in different raid groups. And um, I've even had friends mention this, some, something similar, but they'll, they'll always say, well, you know, you don't act like a normal black girl mm-hmm. or you act you you carry yourself really nice for a black woman and while that might seem like a compliment to someone who's not a person of color that's is is not a compliment to someone who who's on the receiving end of that so i think that's probably the worst on my end as far as something that would be considered uh that would be related to racism but most of my experience in this game has been relatively positive how about you sly I, yeah, it's pretty much the same for me because, um, again, uh, 14 really was my first real, real foray into the MMO. And, like, I guess years before 14, I was like, when I was in college and, you know, onward, I was big into FPSs and the shooty shoots. And mm-hmm. they, like, I mean, they do have communities and it, like it's really prevalent there. Like you pick a day, pick any day and you you'll probably like face some kind of racial issue. Yep. But here, you know, I'm I'm like, B, I I had to really think about it. When I looked at this question, I'm like, have I? Me too. And no. Me too. No, I I really haven't. I really haven't in game at all. And it's I guess that's due the community like being so tight-knit so tight-knit so close like so close and slow so tight-knit um where like whereas the only real issues we have to face in 14 is like elitism and you know right. rating and bullshit like that and i would right. take that any damn day of the week i would oh, yes. want to but i would take that any damn day of the week over racism yeah. so yeah that's it yeah. that really says something about a community in my opinion yeah i would say the just like uh they I, I mean like the only thing that i i really encounter and it, it happens all the time in every mmo every everything that has voice comms you don't sound black right 
that yep. that you know that sort of thing. Um, I don't really know how to do that. So you know, it, it it's less prevalent here. I mean, I've only really raided mm. with friends who know me. So, but every once in a while, when I'm you know in other games, I've seen it, but not in fourteen. I don't know that I mm-hmm. would. Um, you know, it doesn't usually ever come up either. Um, just I, I agree with the both of you. Yeah, in game, I haven't seen much, which is great. Mm. It's good. It is interesting because um, your point about shooters, mm. it's funny because while I can't relate, you know, on like a racial sort of oh, you know, sure. basis, as, as a female player, it was always baffling to me, like when you'd enter in and you'd hear something like that. And then it would be like this whole slew of every other minority group in like in adjacency to any other thing where you're sitting there like, why is this happening right now? <laughs> like, yeah. why are we why are we spending mm-hmm. so much time in this match or like an Overwatch or in whatever talking about the ways in which minority groups shouldn't be playing the game when you should just yep. play the game, like just play right. the game yourself. And whatever that was, I mean, it was it was such a stressful thing um, just on that level for me as a player. But um, it has been nice, I think, in 14, at least from my experience as well, has seemed to be a much more open community. And it really is heartening to hear that, like, the experience that you've all you know had as well is not like, a, oh, well, would you like me to list 5000 cases of every yeah. single thing that happens every day? Yeah. It's, it's harder to think of, which I think speaks well of the community overall, just hearing that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I know, I know, uh, shooters are, comms on shooters have always been mm. terrible, right? Toxic. Um, it's, oh, oh my God. God, a girl, or it's, you know, people talking about having relations with my mom, like, and they sound like they're 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think makes 14 better in that, in, in that regard? Is there anything that that stands out as as being? Is it the the audience? Is it the the content of the game itself? Is it how uh, disputes are handled by by Square Enix if they arise? What what is it that helps? I think. I can, um, oh, you, oh, you go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I think the way that the um, the producers at the the GMs. I think the way the game is handled in general, by the the people who run the game. I don't know what you call them, but uh, I think that kind of sets the tone for the community and how we are to to handle and address each other. For one, um, I think the biggest example I can really uh, state to really get my point across is people always say WoW is toxic. I never play WoW, I don't know WoW, but that's just all always what I hear. And the one thing I always ask on my streams is, why do y'all consider WoW so toxic? Like, is it just the players? Is it just the rating community? Like, is it the hardcore? Like, what exactly is so toxic? And they always say that it's because you can do whatever on WoW, you can say whatever, and you basically reap no repercussions. You you know, you you can file a report, but no one pays attention to it. As opposed to in 14's community, you know, if you use profanity, I mean, say anything you know such as like the n-bomb the f-bomb whatever you report and you get some you you get some kind of consequence as a result so i think that more or less sets the tone of how people should conduct themselves not to say that that makes everyone really good but i think it kind of more or less keeps people in check and of a certain demeanor that's just my personal take on it though so while it kind of a- mirrors the uh whole fbs lobby deal where nobody's yeah. there to tell people to knock it off right right Right, and then and then kind of piggyback on what uh, B is saying. Um, yeah, you have you have GMs, you have the producer who, who you know set these rules, and I feel like 
the community itself, the, the community itself does a really good job of policing itself. Yeah, I agree. Like, and like you never really notice it until like things actually happen, and you see it happen on like you see it happen yeah. in game, and then you see it happen on in like social in you know social media and everything. And the community will do a really good job of policing itself. Um, another thing we can attribute to, I guess, is like you said, the audience. Um, you know, shooters have a really wide range in terms of its audience and then yep. you know i feel like our audience is a bit more mature i'd say i agree yeah, yeah a bit on, on the older side so yeah I'd, I'd say that you know attributes to it as well i mm-hmm. think really that's it i think those are the main things that attribute to us as like you know a wholesome quote-unquote community yep. mm-hmm. someone in chat mentioned uh because it is pay to play there's sure. that barrier of yeah sure people who actually yeah. probably have a job and are more mature mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. hop in well and and i think it, in that regard too it's it's a higher barrier to entry because it's a monthly fee um yes. you know you, mm-hmm. you still do have to pay for things like xbox live and and playstation mm-hmm. plus um mm-hmm. and that kind of thing too so um but yeah I, you know I, I think a parent is more willing to shell out 60 bucks a year than yeah. you know 12 or 13 bucks a month yeah, the stakes are higher for bad behavior yeah. here. Right. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a shame, though, that <laughs> the stakes have to be higher to make people not be assholes. Yeah. Right? Well, it's kind of like the idea of investing in your community to some degree, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, if you have an investment in not just, like, the game itself, but also the community and the social elements and all these different things... Um, in a game, and that can start monetarily, which is kind of weird because if you have to pay $12 a month, you don't want to end up banned because you've been paying all this money in this game for ages, you know? Yeah. But then it like yeah. trickles yeah. down across the board. And even when we were doing our Pride episode, we were talking about, you know, just how I think there is like a big and active community in 14, and how within that community, people, like you were saying, Sly, tend to almost hold themselves accountable in a way. And sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. So, you know, sometimes people are. Mm-hmm losing their minds about something completely inconsequential. But at the same time, I think we set the tone for what we expect from a community in the game. And like when players are setting that tone as saying, you know, I'm invested in this and I care about it being a positive and welcoming space, then if that's the majority, people will follow it, which is really interesting to see. Even as like WoW players become into 14, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've experienced, like hearing them say like, oh, it's so, it's so nice here. People say hi in dungeons. And you're yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot too. Yep. <laughs> Common courtesy. What? What? Are we the Stepford of the MMO community? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like people come here. It's so nice. They offered me banana bread, and I just got yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, every time I jump back into WoW and I do some of the stuff that I do in fourteen, you know, like say hi or. You know, when something mm-hmm. goes wrong, I'm like, oh, it's no problem. Like, I'm the only one who say, says something. Everyone's like, wait, what? We can yep. chat here? Okay. <laughs> you know, like, it's just weird. Well, you can't chat in PvP. Hold on, hold on. Let yeah. me just say that. You can't okay. chat in PvP. Right. <laughs> we lost that. We lost that yes. uh, privilege. So, so we, there's some We are places. a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not perfect. Um, so um, the next, next thing we want to talk about, too... Um, 
with with the par- uh, both in game and and real life things that are happening. Um, are there are there what kind of parallels have you seen between the two? Um, and, and do you think when you look at uh, in game and then real life, is there also a difference then as a content creator and a and a streamer? Is there, you know, obviously with as a streamer, you have your own community. And if people are saying stuff you don't want them to say, they're there. Right. But you can still get some people that are, are coming in and, and saying stuff as well. So how how does that all kind of compare with each other? Can I can I go first on this? Please. All right. This is a big one for me because um, this is something I've um, experienced literally all of my life. So I'm going to just give you a little tiddler on my life story and then it's going to make sense when I make my point. So I've been a competitive volleyball player since I was maybe eight. I had a full volleyball scholarship in college. And the reason why that's important is because anyone who knows anything about volleyball knows that volleyball is a sport that's predominantly white folks, just being honest. And a lot of times when you are on a team as a black person, you're typically like that token black person, uh, so to speak, like you, you are really good. Usually you don't end up on volleyball teams if you're not very good. So it is not about performance. I'm making a point to say, like, I've been around a lot of people most of my life who were not people of color. And um, for a large amount of time, we traveled together, we stayed in hotels together, we basically lived together. And the one thing that I learned over time is that um, they tend to res- to not respect you as much if they deem you as ratchet or ghetto. Mm-hmm. And so to their standards. So like you have to, I've, I'm gonna say you have to, I've learned to literally Okay, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I'm from the hood and I know how to be hood when it's time to be hood, but I learned that around my white friends, I couldn't display that side of me. And what I'm speaking to is more or less like levels of censorship that a lot of us black people feel like we have to take on in order to coexist in communities where people of color are the minorities. So um Relating that to Final Fantasy XIV, that's 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 a big that's a big one for me as a streamer, um, and and offline and IRL they're very similar to me. Like one of the biggest examples I can give is, um, you know, a lot of my friends, and this is just the nature of the world we live in. You know, drop the n bomb casually. You know, other black people, and that's fine. But like one thing I feel really uncomfortable with is those people in my stream dropping n bombs in my chat because I know I live in a community that's not predominantly people of color. So it's it's difficult because it makes me uncomfortable. Um that I it, it makes me feel like I'm gonna make these people uncomfortable to where they won't show up to my streams. On top of that, I feel like I can't play rap music. And I grew up listening to rap. I'm not saying that's all I have to listen to, but if there's days where I'm just like, you know what, you know, um Lil Wayne is what I want to listen to today. I don't feel like I can I can listen to that on my stream because people that play Final Fantasy don't want to hear that. So one of the biggest things um, for me as a streamer um, is really I have to play the right music. If if I don't play music that's um, aesthetically pleasing to this community's ears, I won't have a viewership. That's what I feel like. I literally feel like that every day. If I don't present myself in a certain way, is if you talk to a black person, every black person will tell you they have a work version of themselves where they have to like um, they have to they have to there's like a persona like a more filtered version of you i would say a better version professional version that's the version i feel like i have to put on as a streamer in the final fantasy 14 community i feel like um i can be myself only to an extent because me being a hundred percent you know 
who I am is is it feels like it's not accepted and it feels like it won't be accepted in this community because it's not what most of the community can relate to and it's not what they're accustomed to. That's just that's me being really honest. So when you ask, um, are there parallels or similarities between being a streamer and offline? For me, yes, major, um, major censorship that we have to take on IRL. I, I used to work in corporate America. I have to take that on IRL in the same way I have to take that on here in this community. When I stream other games, I don't feel that way. So um, that's that's about the gist of it for me. I hope that didn't sound sad. I just, I get really passionate. Oh. So like, no, it, yeah. It, so that was, that was amazing to hear. Like, honestly, yeah. I was just thinking through everything you said, mostly. What you're saying right now is one of the reasons why I don't stream. Like I am on this podcast mm -hmm. and that's it. I, I don't stream. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have to. I mean, yeah. I feel as though, you know, you, you have to put on that persona. You're right. It, it, right. it does feel that way. And for me, I mean, that's, that's what I do every day. You know, I work, you know, just like you said, corporate America, but I don't want to have to do that when I'm playing video games. You know, exactly. like, I don't want to do that. So I just don't. Well, <laughs> um, kind of to kind of go back to my youth as, as B did when I was younger, I lived, um, I kind of live with my mom first because my parents were divorced and her town was like in like the, the boondocks of North Carolina. It was predominantly white. You didn't see a lot of us. And like there, I really didn't feel like I fit in with the white kids or the black kids. Like I was kind of like my own thing. And then fast forward to about like sophomore year of high school who then my dad with the Durham, predominantly black, predominantly black high school, everything. Still didn't feel like I fit in. Like I was just, again, my own thing. I was me. I, I let my freak flag fly like ever since like what, probably 1986 when I was two. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, and it kind of took like it, for me, it took, a little bit of you know soul searching within me to kind of discover like hey you don't really have to put yourself into one category like and um shout out to x mary mirror she like i use this statement a lot now black is not a monolith mm -hmm. being black is not a monolith there's right. like no there's no one set type of black person mm -hmm. and like i live that pretty much every day like i am the weirdest person i'm the most country <laughs> black person you will probably ever find like i my, my mom my dad taught me well when i was younger my mom taught me to cook i'm i'm probably i'm probably an old man old grandma black person you see me <laughs> hey baby you want something to drink you, you, you're hungry did, yep. you, did you eat yet like that's me that's me hell you <laughs> saw me at the what was it the 20 when was the fan fest in, in the Rio? Was it 2016? I think so. It would have been. Yeah. Uh, if you saw me, yeah, yeah. If you saw me at the Rio and like it was the first day of the Rio, if you saw me, I probably offered you a drink. <laughs> that that's yeah. me. Actually, I, I, 20, so, 2016 I think was Paris. 2014 oh, and 2018 right. were Rio. Oh no no yeah yeah you're right. It was, yeah, it was yeah. the Paris. Yeah, it was the Paris. It was, yeah, it, we said the um, one year that it wasn't at the Rio. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for me, like even at work, like I, there's, you know, work me. There, there's like half work me, half real me, because I actually have to be nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, on stream and the way, like the way I set like my personality on stream is I didn't want to, you know, have another persona. I just wanted to like, want it to be me. I want you to feel like you're at home. Are you hungry? Do you want to drink? Do you yeah. just want to relax? Come on in. And as far as like the music, if you're trying to get me to change music, you are fighting a losing battle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I listen to, I listen to pretty much whatever I want. It can go. It has gone even on 14. It has gone from like days where we did 80s days, 70s days, 90s hip hop and R&B. I didn't care. Now I run a city pop radio station. Mm-hmm. Like again, I am really eclectic. So for me, I really feel like I just live by, you know, do you boo boo. That that's what I say. Do you boo boo. Don't yeah. don't let anyone like don't feel like you have to censor yourself. Like just be you. Again, are you hungry? You want something to drink? <laughs> <laughs> like just saying. So that's just me. Like that's my that. kind of parallel. Yeah. Hmm. But do you feel like you had to be like get to a, a level where you were comfortable with yourself and also just a hundred percent fearless to be able to put that out there? You talking to Sly? <sighs> All of you. Hmm. I think college did that for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like when I got when I got to my freshman year of college, I really didn't have any, a lot of friends. I just stuck to my room, um, studied, played video games when I, when I um, ever had time, and then you know went to class. That was it. That was the cycle. And it wasn't until maybe sophomore year that I kind of you know opened up, um, and I realized like I don't have to you know kind of be the wallflower. I don't have to be shy. I just like don't be afraid of being you right and that's what kind of helped me open up and ever since then it's kind of been that way for it's a, it's the same for me um i live i've lived a bit and um i've had a lot of major life experiences um i feel like i'm very comfortable with myself but as a streamer it's i feel like it's really difficult to be a hundred percent myself and uh like mm-hmm. IRL you know I'm who I am unapologetically mm-hmm. but I remember when I first started streaming I was who I am unapologetically and I can tell I could tell you know by by certain interactions that like you know who I was it wasn't it wasn't uh what's the word I want to use for for whatever reason it just felt like it didn't it didn't mesh with the community. And I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit more rough on the ends than you, Sly. Like, you know, I'm, you know, people call me country, you know, my accent, you know, I'm like, you know, like, let's go do this. You know, like I talk like that. So like right, people right, have mm-hmm. on, on one spectrum don't understand what I'm saying. And the people that do can't relate to what I'm saying. Like, you know, and I'm like you in the sense to where like, I'm too white for the, the black, the I'm too white for the black people. And I'm too mm-hmm. black for the white people. So it's just like, is is really hard for me in this space to really um find find a space where I'm like you know what as a as a streamer like I'm okay with this and I feel like they're okay with this I 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. Trust me, I, I want to be there as a Final Fantasy XIV streamer, but I just feel like, just the God honest truth, I feel like who I am is just not accepted, you know, like, you know, just being 100% mm-hmm. me. I don't I don't know how to get to that point, but if y'all have any advice, I am all ears. <laughs> um, the music, I mean, that's that's an easy fix for me um, because I just listen to, like, whatever music I don't, I li- I don't listen to on, you know, on stream. I listen to it off stream. It, it doesn't bother me as much as just something that I do because you know, I'm mm. in this, a certain directory, but, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I changed myself for the community, anything like that. It's more or less like you just, I'm a little bit more passive than I would normally be. You know, I'm very outspoken. Mm. And when I was outspoken, people deemed it as too abrasive. They deemed it as, um, I'm too outspoken, you know, like I'm too opinionated. And a lot of times, you know, I would have opinions on, you know, varying topics, you know, different conversations, not necessarily about something that's negative, but people don't like me because I have an opinion. And that's something I've come to learn in in this particular community. So I'm I'm not really sure how to how to get around that yet. But I think that's my biggest issue. Yeah, I can You're almost looking at it like uh from a marketing perspective. Right. It's kind of yeah, because yeah, you want right. to do this and you want right to to prosper while doing it. And it's like right. I, for mm-hmm. you especially it, it it may be also, you know, the angry black woman no no one no one wants to be that yes right and it just when it when it happens you know i you know my whole family is women you know like and they they have that problem constantly they have to censor themselves constantly i mean exactly if they want want people to you know accept them uh it's a little it's a little different for me because in person i am just me (laughs) right right everywhere at all times online I don't have time to deal with your problem with me. I don't. So I just won't mm-hmm. deal with it. It's not my right. problem with me. It's your problem with me. And I can't right. fix exactly. it. So I don't care. Exactly. So I'm not going to do it. Period. That's just, that's me. That's how I deal with it. And I wouldn't say it's probably the healthiest way. I would, you know, if you want to stream, you probably it's, should take the sly way. It's <laughs> the more sane way. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sane way of dealing with it. In all yeah. Honesty. I feel like. Initially, you might get some people that are like, oh, how dare you? But if mm. you beat someone over the head with something enough, sure. they will eventually, I hope, realize, oh, wait, there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah. Well, and my I, problem. Yeah. There's something about, like, it's, B, I totally, like, I got you. Because one of the things <laughs> I noticed first with 14 was exactly what you said. I, and I, I, it's, I don't always mm. talk about this, but... I have playlists specifically for the types yes. of games that I'm playing, especially yep. with 14, which kind of shares an overlap with like the anime community. And like, I, I'm a big weeb myself. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> right. J-pop, J-rock, it's not a problem for me to put that on. I don't care. But like, I noticed that there was a visible, like positive response when I started playing certain yes. types of music versus others. And yep. while it like, it, it breaks my heart to listen to you say like, this is stuff that I love, but I feel like I can't do it because of these parts of who I am. While like that is, you know, obviously something that I'm like, oh man, I I hate hearing that. And I hate feeling like that's something that you have to deal with that additional pressure on. I can totally understand where you're coming from in being aware of that, right? Like you're right. There is, there is a group there that is interested in a certain sound, but it's definitely one of those things where I think that as, as somebody who's been doing content creation for a long time myself too, you start almost pushing those boundaries, kind of like Sly, like you were saying, where you're like, what are these parts about myself? Like, whether or not you were aware of them from the beginning or not, where you're like, mm-hmm. what can I like push more about myself out into the world and try to like get everybody on board with over time? 
Like whether that's just saying like, hey, today we're going to listen to some of my favorite music and it's, you know, this you know group and this is why I love them. And it's so good. Yeah. And like, I know it's not what we normally listen to, but like, oh, let's do it. And like, let's, you know, I just want everybody to enjoy. Like there are these weird ways that sometimes as a content creator, you have to sidestep yourself like Zen was saying, for your business, if that makes sense. And mm. I agree with that. Yeah. It's not to say that it's not still a place of passion and something that's passionate for you. And like, you know, as a creator that you're lying or being ingenuine about yourself, it's just yes. that you're like, you're trying to adapt, but at the same time, find your own space in that. And like, Sly, I love hearing you talk about like your freedom in it, because I think that when you come on your stream, you can absolutely feel that you're just like, this is my zone. You can all come join me in it, you know? And there's a mix to be found there for sure as a content creator, right? Yeah. I think definitely. pushing it is honestly a great idea because even the the comparison that came to my head for some reason is you're a parent and you're trying to get your kids to eat vegetables and they're like, ew, broccoli, no. But you make them, you make them eat that broccoli <laughs> and they're like, actually, this isn't that bad. I kind of like that, right? Right. You could introduce somebody to something they thought was terrible and then when they actually give it a try, they're like, oh, Actually, no, I like this. Oops. Yeah, but it sucks. Like it. it like sucks on the other hand that you even have to think about it or worry about it. You know what yeah. I mean? That it even has to yeah. be one of those things where you're like, this is just the thing that I love, but now I have to spend, you know, X amount of time trying to get everybody on board. So I really appreciate, you know, your perspective on that. It was very good to hear, honestly. Yeah, I think like it, I'm pretty sure we most of us have probably heard, um, you know, black people feel like they have to work, you know, two times harder than other people that's a prime example you know as, as far as getting anything done moving up on the corporate ladder streaming what have you um one thing that i think i, I said this to a friend recently this kind of stuck with me i was watching america's next top model recently don't ask me why i don't want to be a model but i will <laughs> say that this one girl was auditioning and she was um she was previously um a model for like pageantry or whatever and you know tyra banks she does like editorial high fashion modeling and long story short, the girl ended up getting on the show and she took a couple pictures and they ended up eliminating her saying that, um, you know, the reason that she couldn't make it, she couldn't move forward is because every picture, you know, her face or whatever, her poses, they always display some form of pageantry and they wanted high fashion. And the girl uh, responded and said, well, you know, this is all I know. This is what I've I've grown to to do. I've, I've learned this growing up, whatever. Like, this is just my life kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of really hard for her to break the habit of being a certain way. And Tyra Banks say that's that's great and that's that's OK. But, you know, while you're used to that industry, you have to learn to live in this world. And that's something I kind of took. It's a mindset I kind of took um, when I decided I wanted to be you know, a streamer in this directory. It's like, okay, I know this is a, a community that pretty much is full of people that mostly, most we mostly don't relate, you know, with anything with the exception of probably, you know, trapping in PF, whatever the case is. But mm -hmm. um, if I want to be successful in this directory, like I have to learn to live in this world. I have to learn to speak their language. I have to learn to to adapt a little bit. It's not changing myself, it's just adapting for the circumstance. That's that's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm very comfortable, but at the same time, I, I, I wanna make sure like I'm good in this space. So yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if, have either or any of you noticed with obviously all the stuff that's been happening with Black Lives Matter, um, have you noticed at all with like your content creation and things like that, that there seem to be more people interested in like exploring, you know, especially within like the Final Fantasy 14 directory, like exploring and looking for black content creators? Have you felt any of that like 
increase in, in interest or love? Or do you feel like that's still something that we as a community really need to push for and try to encourage? I, I think yes. we've, oh, sorry, you go slide. Yes, <laughs> to all the above. I feel like, I feel like during this time, I feel like a lot of attention has been drawn to it, like yes. a lot of attention. And um, I was just talking about this with uh, Mel, uh, Happy Smell, shout out to Mel, um, Snacks. Um, and we were just talking about it and like, she was like, Do you, don't you feel like we're getting a lot of attention on 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 Twitch yeah. and everything. I'm like, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, the reality of, of it is that in a few weeks or months, this will die down, and that momentum, like that shift of momentum that we had, it is going to disappear. Again, and I tell people this all the time, like whether it's tomorrow, whether it's a week from now, a month from now, a couple months down the line, we're still black. We yeah. can't take this off. We can't like once we turn off the camera, we are still black. Yeah. And um, just because of the movement, just because you wanted to put attention on us for the movement there still remains the fact that in terms of content creation, um, people of color are often, you know, passed by or ignored. It, it's very prevalent. So um, don't lose this energy. That's all I can tell, like, anyone running, running the platform or whatever platform you may be running, don't lose this energy. Like, yeah. you know, we we just want the same amount of you know treatment and exposure that everyone else gets like you know just don't lose this energy that's all i'm saying it's an important message uh it's yeah. been at the end of our show uh the whole month when we put up our our slides and everything um mm -hmm. that's very near and dear to my heart as well like stuff passes out of main media very very quickly Quickly. And people forget exactly. about it. Mm -hmm. There's, ugh, it's, it's, I wish I could just list things at the end of the podcast every month that people <laughs> need to be still thinking about. Like uh, one, one thing I mentioned last week was ice. It breaks yeah. my heart to think about all of the children that have been separated from their parents yeah. because of mm -hmm. ice. And I just, huh, list and list of things that people still need to think about. Go to the internet, type in, what are the problems in the world? Look up this shit, people. <laughs> There's and while I, there are, and I think a lot of people are experiencing right now almost passion fatigue, if that mm. makes sense. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. With, I mean, and I think we all feel that no matter how, how near and dear and how passionate we are about all these topics, there are times where you open up that Twitter and you're like, oh, dear God, I don't want to read 50 things again about, you know, like I need space, I need time. But you mean it's doom like, scrolling? Yes. <laughs> Yes, there's so I didn't know that that was even a term. Oh, jeez. Me either. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, it drains you. But it's one of those yeah. things where we have to almost build up our own resilience and we have to educate ourselves. And I know that like, you know, even, I mean, obviously myself, I'm like, there have been so many issues that have come up. And I was like, I feel like I'm pretty forward thinking. I'm pretty open-minded, but I have to also acknowledge that I do benefit from white privilege. I don't understand all of this. I don't truly 
in a way that like I have lived it, understand this. And the best way to like really keep yourself going is to just educate yourself and to stay aware. And even if it's just a note where you're going like, I need to remember after this dies out on social media, I'm gonna put on a sticky note or something like, I need to check out more black content creators. I need to research these things. I need to listen for podcasts, talks, whatever it is, we can maintain and sustain that energy. And those of us who may not completely understand everything, we can learn and get closer to understanding with every single thing that we search out. Um, and it's it's just, it's so important to keep that going even if you're tired and to take breaks when you need, but remember that like there are still so many ways that we can stay connected to the issues for sure. Yeah, I know uh, for, for me yeah. um, this, this past week, especially, I mean, it's it's all, all of these issues that are coming up right now are are so important. Um, and I think it's, it's rough that we're just realizing just how many issues there are. Um, you know, first there was the pandemic, um, then, you know, now it's Black Lives Matter, it's Pride Month, there's all these things, um, all the, the talk about, um, harassment in the games industry this week. Um, and it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, every, every little, you know, every, every story that was shared that came across my timeline on like Monday and Tuesday, I read and it was it was incredibly taxing, um, but at the same time, we need to be aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can't just turn a blind eye. Obviously, you know, some people have uh, uh, are able to handle it a little bit better than others. Um, but yeah, it's it's important, even if you're tired, even if it makes, especially if it makes you uncomfortable. I think we need to to expose ourselves to to what's happening and and to be aware of everything that's going on, so that it can be made better so that it can improve for everybody. Yeah. I think it's um Great. I think it's um what's the way to put this? It seems like because this community in particular is not is is mostly not people of color, it feels like most people don't care. I'm I'll be honest. It that's what it feels like. I don't have any facts. But what makes me say that is you know when you know when we're doing our daily doom scrolling, as as you say, um, we come across a lot of topics. You know, like let's let's just put let's just think about this. You know, when Black Lives Matter movements first started, you know, in late May, you know, that was this this big craze on Twitter. And and I'm gonna be honest, I, I follow a lot of Final Fantasy streamers, a lot of big streamers, and you know, small streamers, and most of the community for the most part was quiet. You know, it it's. It's one thing if you don't know what to say, you can literally just type hashtag BLM, do a blackout screen, whatever, something simple. You don't even have to say anything intellectual. But the, the point is, is that the community was quiet. And that was that was something that spoke to me volumes. You know, you know, when it spoke to me was when I think it was two weeks later, DMCA started cracking down and everybody was was going crazy. And then the whole sexual assault thing. And it, it for me, it just felt like a slap in the face. Um, because that, like the sexual assault stuff, it really became apparent to me that that was more important, you know, even though that's, that's a really serious issue. Don't get me wrong, but it it, it just felt like they regarded that as more important than, you know, what black people have to endure on a daily basis, what we've historically dealt with, what we, we're trying to make a difference in the world and they just don't care. And it really takes zero effort to just support to to just say black lives matter to, to sign a petition whatever if you want to donate financially you know that's between you and your finances but my point is is i mean it's not being talked about you know and it just really to me that just really says that like the community doesn't they don't really seem to care that's 
from I, my perspective. From my perspective, I feel like it's kind of hard to fucking keep up. Yeah, like, really. Like it, it to me. Um, I, I tell some of my friends this, and I, I texted some of my friends and, and talking about this. I'm like, we are living in the darkest timeline. Somebody <laughs> keeps fucking this shit up, man. And it's like, I look on Twitter, you know, in regards to to like a couple of weeks ago with Black Lives Matter when when it really really got prevalent and then you know i'm just working on my computer and then the next day like this is one day like i guess this past week um i see all these tweets i'm like i look away for one freaking minute yeah i'm just working on something and then boom another thing happens like we mentally i feel like mentally we can't keep up like mentally it is taxing with everything that's going on like with everything going on in succession, it's taxing. It is we we can't catch a break as as people of color as human beings. We can't catch a break right now. We need we need a goddamn break. Mm-hmm. We really do. Like, and yeah, you're right. It kind of felt like it kind of felt like it just shifted. It was like a diversion, sort of kind of like. But it's not a diversion. It's just happening, mm-hmm. and. And, and who knows? Something might be next in like a week and a half or next week. We don't know. I like. I hate to predict it. Somebody's fucking up the timeline. I don't know. But <laughs> yes. I see what you guys are but, saying. Like, mm-hmm. okay, oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, like, it's not to take away from any situation. What what it may whatever it may be. It's not to take away from any situation. This is all fucked up. This is this yeah. is a really fucked up timeline. Um, but you know, it, I guess it all revolves around, you know, what you are experiencing as a people, what you have experienced or are experiencing does not take away from you at all. Like you can, you can just be, you know what, just be a good fucking human being. (laughs) Basically. That's it. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Zanira. No, you're, you're totally good. Uh thing thinking about the pattern, uh, that definitely was prevalent on my timeline as well. And not only did it move from Black Lives Matter to uh, I was assaulted, it even spiraled down into a worse place of I was assaulted by my boyfriend who I just had a bad relationship with. That's not assault. You weren't right. actually assaulted, mm-hmm. you just had a bad relationship with each other, and it happens. Right. It just happens. And I'm sorry you had a bad, you know, but life experience, yeah. but that was a life experience that you will hopefully learn from and will be better for. It's not a soul. Right. So it's like they're it's going from a, a thing that really needs to be worked on to like, they hit me, right? Yeah. Or they pinched right. me, right. not they hit me. <laughs> right. I, it's, it's, yeah, it is a weird time right now. <laughs> That's the thing that I say the most every single day. It's a weird time. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. You know, when it first started to happen, I uh, I am from Virginia. I'm from the South. So, uh, hey, <laughs> yeah, right next door. Uh, but, you know, there's there's all the stuff that's happening in Richmond as well. It's, you know, mm. one of those places where I had been as a child, you know, the whole Monument Avenue of statues and things like that. And that was a hot topic. And then it wasn't, you know, like... Mm. Protests were a hot topic, and then they kind of weren't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to think about. You're right. Um, But I think that as long as, you know, 
we continue to do this within communities in in the Final Fantasy fourteen community within you know gaming as a whole within who knows golf I mean obviously it's called the Masters let's not talk about that but you know what I mean like communities have to start talking about it and seeing what these points are yeah. and then seeing what to do about it like mm-hmm. so when it's radio silent it does it does no one good and that's that's something right. that you know. I need to learn from because I've been radio silent. Not that I ever used Twitter in the first place, but it's just one of those things where if you don't talk about it, it doesn't get better. So that's true. And B, yeah. I think. It is- mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think I. I'll be completely honest. I had not really thought about because I I play games in a variety of MMOs. Um, so mm-hmm. fourteen Guild Wars two ESO, a variety of different sort of um communities that have like similarities but also differences. And yeah. out of all of them, as you were saying that, it dawned on me that although we talk about a lot of issues, and see, that's something I try to do on my stream a lot, that during my Final Fantasy streams, it was probably the least prevalent out of, out of all of the other ones, which was, I had not even thought about it, to be completely yeah. honest. When we were playing Final Fantasy VII, there was even more talk there because we have like Barrett as a character, we have these other themes. Yeah. But when, when it came to Final Fantasy XIV, it was very much sort of business as usual. And it's funny because I know that there are a lot of people, content creators, players, all sorts of people that I know that are diverse in so many different ways within 14. But there does seem to be this sort of weird, I don't know if it's that people don't know how to engage with it or they're just not sure or they don't feel like 14 is a space for that or or what it is specifically or if it could even be that trickling down, I mean, although... I was just looking this up because I was curious about it. Although Square Enix did donate, they they announced they were yeah. going to pledge two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to Black Lives Matter and the organizations. Right? Yeah. We didn't see like other games or things like that. There were even in-game messages that were saying like we support Black Lives Matter. Um, there were you know special initiatives, incentives, donation, you know things, all sorts of stuff. But in fourteen, it did seem like a strangely stiff topic, and. And that's not to say that it's ever not awkward in place. You know what I mean? Like there's always yeah. the awkwardness to discussing mm-hmm. heavy social issues, right? Mm-hmm. But it has seemed to not quite connect with the community in a way that I didn't really think about until you were until you were sharing that. Yeah, what kind of brought it to my attention more so was I was in a Final Fantasy streamer's chat. And this is someone who I met recently, but I was just in the chat trying to just hang out and get the note a young lady. And um I remember she specifically when I when I entered, she said, you know, you know, we're just talking about things that are going on in the world. And, you know, the first thing comes to my mind is COVID and Black Lives Matter. People are protesting all over the world. That's not just in America. And so whatever she said, she said COVID and she said like one more thing. I don't remember what it was, but I just the the thing that stood out was that she didn't mention Black Lives Matter. And this is a Caucasian young lady. She's the she's the white girl. So I remember saying, you know, and yeah, the thing with Black Lives Matter is crazy right now, too, with all the protests. That was literally all I said. Now, before I continue with the story, I'll say that uh, before I mentioned that, she, the, the girl was talking to me back and forth. She was very receptive and responsive to me. But as soon as I mentioned Black Lives Matter, I was ignored for the rest of the stream. So it, it made me feel away. And, you know, I waited a little bit to see, you know, maybe she's busy. Maybe she just hasn't gotten to me. And I waited for like 30 minutes to see if like, she would talk about it or bring it up or just see what I said or whatever. And after that, I just left. Cause I, I just, I don't know. It made me feel away. And I, and that's what I feel like 
that's how I feel like it's handled for the most part in this particular community. And it's, it's not taking a shot at anyone. Like, I'm like not angry, but it's more or less like, why do people like not care in this community? That's just literally the, the vibe you, I get from everybody. Do you feel like people are afraid of uh, confrontation? Because it, it, like, it, it sort yeah. of it is confrontation. It's an uncomfortable conversation. It's an uncomfortable yeah, it's topic. Really un- yeah. 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 So, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I think it's yeah, a lot of fear. It, yeah. It's a lot of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, just like earlier, all- though, having yeah. that uncomfortable conversation is sometimes the only way you learn anything from it. Well, that, that's right? why we it's have to have that evil. conversation so that it yeah. becomes right. comfortable. Like, that's that's the whole right. point of all this. We shouldn't be afraid of anybody. We, we should be comfortable yeah. with mm-hmm. everybody. And that's that's why even if we're tired, even if we're you know sick of seeing any of this, we need we owe it to everybody to expose mm-hmm. ourselves to this, to be to, to you know educate ourselves and to make this better. Yeah, it almost Actually, feels like it's not the cool thing to talk about. That's kind mm-hmm. of the vibe I get, you know, so. Yeah, but it's like human life and it's important. Right. <laughs> like, you right. know, I, it's so it's it's so exactly. ridiculous. It's I mean, yes, I think we all especially to anybody else who might be out there if you are, you know, and B, I'm so sorry you had to experience that, right? Because as a content creator who a lot of times I I do feel like, I mean, like I was saying that there are so many topics that I'm going, I do not want to speak irresponsibly about this, but silence is its own act. And that's something that over and over and over again in my life, be it on small scales or large scales, has been a lesson. People think that, you know, if I just don't say anything, then I won't offend anybody. Or if I just don't say anything, then I can stay out of it or I won't make it worse or I won't, you know, whatever it is, right? But silence is an act of its own oppression and an act of its own, you know, lack of acting. And yeah. so mm. it it was so wild to me when when like a lot of this started and I was going, I don't want to speak irresponsibly about this, but I, I also want to support it. And I'm trying to read stuff and trying to educate myself and I'm, you know, retweeting things and, and talking about it on stream, even if, you know, I don't always have all of the words for it and I wish I could, I could speak better, but there are so many other people out in this world speaking better about it, including all of you that joined us today. You know, it's, yeah. it's humbling to hear and, and good to hear. Um, and I had one of my community members reach out to me um, and she said, I'm sorry, I mean, this is so silly, I, but I love, I love her. She's an incredible human being and she's been through a lot. And she said to me, for a long time in games, I didn't feel as though I could make a black avatar because um, people would respond differently to me if they knew that I was black. And she said, the fact that you mentioned Black Lives Matter, that you even said Black Lives Matter on stream today, I started crying. And I was like, it was literally the least that I could do. Like, right. yeah. I've, you know, I've been trying to donate and I've been trying to do all these other things too, but like, People don't always realize that sometimes the least you can do can make the most difference to somebody. And just being willing to like, if she had engaged with you and said like, yeah, that is a really serious cause. And even like you said earlier, B, if she'd been like, I don't always know, I don't know how to speak about it, but you're right. And that's really important. That would have been better than nothing. And we have to get over our own awkwardness as white people in this world and, and listen and be willing to be humble and accept that it makes a huge difference if we say anything and we engage on any level and we should be, you know, you should be going above and beyond, but like, you can't just ignore it. 
Right. I think that it's hurt. okay if people don't know how to respond. And I'm specifically referring to people who are not black people who are not people of color. But I think, you know, if you don't know how to respond and you and you want to say something, the best thing you can do is ask ask a friend who can relate to the situation, who's going through these things, who is who's experiencing um any type of racism, racial oppression, what have you. You know, um I've had at least a couple people last week reach out to me, some of my white friends, and they're like, B, you know, you know, I've had a black person say this to me. How do I handle it? B, what can I what can I do to better support it? I don't know how to respond. I think the best best thing you can do is ask someone who's who can relate to the issue and they can give you some advice. But to not to not know and just sit there in ignorance is probably is is literally a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. like if you are just a casual Twitch watcher and you know, like a streamer is like, oh, you know, DMCA takedown, and you're like, that sucks. What does that mean? Wouldn't you look into it if, you know, like, wouldn't you find mm-hmm. the information, you know, like, and, and that's mm-hmm. just simple, you know, or ask someone, ask the streamer, like, what does that mean? I don't know. That sort of thing. But yeah, it's, it, that is easier to talk about yeah. than Black Lives Matter, than, than racism, than, you know, just a lot of the topics we're dealing with today and we have to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, there are a. Right now, there are a lot of resources out there. So mm-hmm. again, you can mm-hmm. ask someone, you can, you know, go to this website, that website, help. Everybody's got a list. Like, yeah, just go before, if you don't feel comfortable speaking now, you know, do some research, you know, educate yourself. And then you, you can formulate your own opinion, your own view on the matter and yeah. speak. So like, you won't be in silence. Even as a black woman myself, I found that when when all of the protests first broke out, I was struggling. I was at a loss for words. And anybody who mm-hmm. knows me knows I'm never at a loss for words. But I was really um, struggling to get my thoughts together because while I'd seen all of these these crazy things happening, you know, in the streets, I was I was sad. I was afraid, and you know, there was people you know asking me, "B, do you not have anything to say?" I was more I was enraged at one point, you know, because this is yet again the same thing we've seen over. A number of years you know so um it's it's okay to like to not know how to say something or whatever you know what i did and and this is advice toward you know for anybody else that that feels the same i didn't know how to express myself when it was all happening right away and so there was a lot of people on social media expressing themselves in ways that was way better than what i could have said mm-hmm. and it was exactly how i felt so i just help you know to promote what they were saying help to promote the awareness by doing a simple retweet a like you know whatever it's something as simple as that and it's free you know it, it takes right. no effort to hit a retweet on a petition or hit a retweet on a really great tweet that's you know showing a video of whatever something that we feel like should be shown to the world so you can there's many ways you can support it doesn't have to be financially but i think awareness is is lacking and it's really important and the fact like when people don't speak up that that feeds into the problem when people don't retweet or whatever, that feeds into the problem. When people ignore it, that feeds into the problem. That's why Absolutely. that tool is important. You have to expose mm-hmm. yourself to that stuff. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's really important too. I think that people understand that um, this is an issue that everybody is involved in. Everybody needs to be involved, and if they're not, um, mm-hmm. it's not one of those things where. I'll just you know sit around and uh, everyone else, other people will handle it, mm-hmm. right? That's not the right, right mentality to have for for anything you need to be involved even if it is as little as you know retweeting 
you know, a, a, a tweet that's, you know, talking about uh, various you know, charities or just, you know, saying how, you know, how you feel and, and agreeing with them. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. just something just as little as that, it it will help. People will notice mm-hmm. people will appreciate it. Um, and I, I think that's yeah, you, you can't expect everybody to take care of this for you. You have to be involved with this. Uh, right. What I was going to mention Great. earlier was uh, the whole media thing. The big media is super irresponsible. Uh, mm. Protests are still happening. Uh, the Lee Monument mm-hmm. intertwin is still, <laughs> still, there. still there, still covered in graffiti. There is a protest every night. There are still uh, encounters with the police there every day. But yep. media is not covering it anymore. So it's up to small media. It's up to us. And our Twitters, our Instagrams, whatever, to make sure that that information is online somewhere so someone can see it and realize this stuff is still happening. Yep. Yep. I agree 100%. I think that circling back to, and I mean, Fusion, obviously, there's a lot of other things to talk about, and it's been such a good discussion so far, but I mean, Circling back around to spe- like specifically Final Fantasy XIV, um, I think there are, and this is some other you know talking points that we even had today. Um, there are maybe some reasons or some things in the game itself that have maybe not caused like a disconnect for players, or you know that that even when we were talking on our Pride episode, um, areas where representation and things like that could be better, right? Where just by having representation, we could have maybe some more. Um, you know, visibility and options. We've got a siren going by here in the city, so one second. <laughs> there's usually at um, least one. There's yeah. usually at least one. But there's a lot of topics even in the game, and with Aetherite Radio and all of us being Final Fantasy players, obviously there's good and bad, there's all sorts of stuff, right? So um, I didn't know if we wanted to transition into that next portion of the talk or if we wanted to continue where we are. I mean, I'm down to clown. Yeah, we we may as well talk about, you know, the things in 14 that aren't as they should or maybe are. I'm looking at this list and there's not a lot that are, but still, (laughs) we got to talk about it, right? Yeah, right. Um, So before before we get into into the specifics here, um, as a person of color, do you feel like you are represented in Final Fantasy XIV um, with the the cast of characters, the NPCs. Do you feel like there are enough black characters in the game? No. No. Um, I'm trying. I don't want to sound too. like Debbie Downer, but yeah. the I mean, the only black person I can think of in a game is obviously Robin. And, you know, people always say, well, you know, you got that black guy. And it's like, that's just it. We got that black guy, not some yeah. black guys. So um, it it reminds me of Final Fantasy VII. There's just one black guy in Final Fantasy VII. So it's just like, it almost feels like we're just checking off a box to say, okay, we got a black guy in there. We can just throw whatever Mm -hmm. else we want now. So do I feel like we're underrepresented greatly. Like, it's just, I don't don't think we should have like a whole population of like, you know, black characters. But all I'm saying is like, we should have more than one. Right. We should have Mm -hmm. uh, more black hairstyles, uh, more ethnic hairstyles. I think the voices are fine. You know, we got the we, we got the Vieira voices and everything, and <laughs> really manly Highlanders and men. I think those are fine, but I think we could do more with the hairstyles and just um, having more 
NPCs, more story characters mm-hmm. that in, that are involved, you know, greatly that that play a role that are people of color. They don't necessarily have to be black, but just people of color. Right. Yeah. Then again, that brings the conversation up of like, you know, people of color in fantasy or high fantasy in yeah. general and how how can the two of them mesh? Mm-hmm. Like how yep. we can make that happen. So that's a good conversation to have as well. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't know where to start though. I mean, you see we we see it we see it in media today. Um it's just Elba and Thor. Right. Right. And you see like there's a lot of other examples where it can be done. Um what do you think about that? What well, like I think a lot how of people, can it happen? <laughs> I, don't know. I think yeah. a lot of people try and make the argument that, well, that's not historically accurate. Who cares? Who yeah. gives a flying fuck? Um, mm-hmm. And history is so much more diverse than anybody even yeah. anticipates. I mean, this is right. something that we've talked about with pride, with LGBT, um, you know, QIA plus interests and all sorts of things. There are so many historical figures of color, so many historical figures um, who, you know, were any range of LT- LGBTQIA plus. But because history is told from a very fixed perspective, we don't always see that. And when we're talking about a fantasy world, it is fantasy. Right. It's based yeah. on the premise that whatever you can imagine is literally the world. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you brought up Idris Elba, uh, Elba, I think, as well about Black Panther. And the fact that there are so many people who are like, well, it's superheroes, so it's got to have this Americanized twist. And then Black mm-hmm. Panther came out and was like, well, suck it. And it's amazing. And you're like, this is great to see like costume designs, to see all of these different things, these these actors, and people are praising it so much, but you're sitting there kind of going like, it's, uh, people didn't have that idea. There's been a lot of media that's had fantasy that isn't just Western based or, Mm -hmm. you know, based in those sorts of Mm -hmm. cultures. And it's like, bringing that in, I think is so important. It's like a paragraph in your lore somewhere to say that, yeah, there are people from all over the globe, and some of them have darker skin, and now we're all mixed together in this area, and now there are black people in that area. It doesn't have to be a fantasy Africa or a fantasy tr- slave mm-hmm. trade. They, right. Please do not do that. <laughs> you right. know, like, it doesn't have to be those things. You control it. You can just add it. Like, nobody's going to ask a question. Like, nobody, it's going to be there. So good. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people who think that they have to rationalize it. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you rationalize that there's a West or an East? Why is there in why why is Kugane? You know, like okay, sure, okay. So you put them all there. You didn't have to, mm. you know. So it's it's just one of those things where I don't know if it's you know designers or writers or or what that just don't they think they have to justify it when you don't you just do not have to justify it. Right. I don't know how to fix that. I mean that that's. Uh, that's cultural. I don't know. Who knows? But I think uh, um, the other uh, more recent example I kind of wanted to bring up. It is based on history. It's not actually a fantasy, but Hamilton the musical. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Hamilton. When had, yes, everybody loves Hamilton. <laughs> Why not change it? What's wrong right. with that? Those actors are still as amazing as any white actor, if not more amazing, right? Right. Give give mm. a person credit for what they can do. Give a right. I don't know. I, I 
Where am I? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think some of this as well, and we had made a note about it. I mean, this was another really interesting little conversational tidbit that came up recently on stream for me. I had somebody ask me, mm. what anime can you name that has a black or, you know, a person of color as a protagonist? And I went, Mm. That's a good question. Berserk and terrible things happen to her. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean Avatar: The Last Airbender, but again, that's cross. That's yeah. not specifically just. That's not uh, a Japanese-produced mm -hmm. anime, right? So I'm like, well, Avatar: The Last Airbender, and like, there's all these shows that I like to watch. But when I'm thinking specifically about Japanese media, we have maybe a black character. Maybe they are handled well. Maybe they are not. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's always very question mark um i could think of dot hack sign we have mm -hmm. a darker skinned female protagonist who's you know pretty prevalent throughout it i could think of i'm trying to think of any others if anybody else has any other, dragon prince again i see in chat is again sure. great and we also get dark skinned elves which is a whole other amazing yeah. thing but again it's sort of that crossover right it's produced through netflix it's not japanese yeah. media and uh samurai no 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 samurai shampoo I maybe has some, some. Okay, I go back as far as Cowboy be about to say that you know I associate Jet being you know black, right? Yeah, not like yeah. yeah, through not only through voice, but yeah, like if they did, if they and they still are, I believe, working on mm -hmm. live action film. I think Jet will be portrayed by a um, by a black man. I so I'm not sure. So. I think okay. So. I'll, I'll uh, double check. This. Uh, Black Lagoon, uh, Dutch from Black Lagoon. Uh, heck, you can go back. Um, Utena. I for yeah, thank you. That's a good one. Um, uh, going back to original Macross, I forget the lady's name, Lisa. I think Lisa, thank you. Yeah, uh, God, I can keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Killer B and Naruto. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> um yeah I, stop me I, please. it's one of those I'm, I'm just awesome. here like i yeah. recognize some of these names i've never seen yeah. these shows but i've heard mm -hmm. of them me me either yeah well okay. okay i don't feel so bad now i'm not the only no. non-weave here you're well, good when you're starting into mech there is this weird there's this weird thing and recently i can think of the fact that i've been watching through one piece and um, there are a few things in One Piece that are incredibly problematic in a lot of ways and a lot of things that are really good. And I mean, you have a few characters that in many ways could be possibly codified as black, but who are mm -hmm. oftentimes like the butt of the joke or are portrayed really weirdly. There's a really great representation of gender ambiguity. And then there's also mm -hmm. an incredibly offensive island where, oh, is it Sanji is running around and it's supposed to be his training, but he spends the whole time running away from men who are cross-dressing, saying they're the most hideous things he's ever seen. Like right. there, there is this dissonance and I think a problem with Japanese media in so many ways that has not always been very diverse or, or um, you know, shown a good range of characters or, um, even, you know, LGBTQI plus representation. I was just watching through Yuri on Ice with a friend. And it's like, this whole show is so gay. It's gay. Mm -hmm. But they still hide the kiss that happens in the show. And you're sitting there like, 
these men have told each other that they we are isolating soulmates. We like yeah, we they knew. kissed, guys. You can show it. <laughs> we know they we kissed. Know. Yeah. You know, it's but there's this weird thing, and I think we also see that in Final Fantasy 14, right? That like like you were saying, B, there's like a character or there's these things, but there's also kind of a a weird indirect, not totally mm -hmm. really tackling, but also being more progressive sometimes than some other Japanese media can be. We talked about it on the LGBTQIA plus episode as yeah. well with Pride. Like, yeah, sure, there's some diversity representation, but it's not fully committed. Um, right. And B, I thought you brought up a great point, and I'm curious to hear about the character creator and even just like making a character, how everybody feels like the <laughs> options are, what are more options you'd want to see. Um, all sorts of things within that. Well, I know that when I was creating my character, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an Elizin. All right, cool. So there's two types. There's Wildwood and there's Dusk. What? Oh, I see. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's cool. I don't really want to be one of those, though. So I made a Wildwood that was dark-skinned, but no one, no, no one knows that. They're like, oh, you're a Duskwake. No? No, no, no. I mean, you can't really tell, of course, but right. it's just one of those things where those unrealistically, like, and some of them are realistic, but some of them are very blue-tinged and things like that. They're very mm. other. You know, they're not very human, they're very other. And I don't, I, don't, mm. I don't mean that to sound as condemning as it is, but, you know, it's not what, what I think of as representation, you know? I don't think yeah. of the drow in in Dungeons and Dragons Indeed. as yeah, yeah. As, as representation that shouldn't be thought of just because they're dark skinned. So it's yeah. like ah, you know, it's it's hard to find anything. And I, and I was <laughs> I was just saying I was just saying that like I'm probably the wrong person to ask about character creation and like because I, I'm basic. I whenever I do character creation, you know, in, in these fantasy settings where you know people of color aren't really prevalent. I just create me like bald head, beard, eyes to match. That's it. That's all I need. Now for other people who want to create them, I feel like, I feel like in terms of like, like we were talking about before, before the podcast, like hairstyles, like black hairstyles, hairstyles, especially like natural hair. That's something that we, we really need. And again, this goes back to whenever we need something or whenever we have a problem with the game, we go to the producers, we go to the forums, we say, hey, can, Yoshi P, can you include this? And I feel like now is probably the best time. Strike while the iron's hot. Well, this is on everybody's mind. Like inclusion of, you know, more hairstyles and more features that you would normally see on people of color. Right. And, you know, while for all of its failures in i mean being a good mmo recently mm -hmm. that's a shot across its bow but whatever um they've started to add to human character customization different races like different analogs to real life races and some of those are mm -hmm. they didn't even have to do much but it when you see it it's like oh look they actually did it they actually tried mm -hmm. and you know it wasn't even that difficult it was a face or two that's it cool that's a good start you know, you don't have to all of a sudden make a character creator that can encapsulate every individual, but just more options, you know, to start being closer to you, you know, mm. it's really it. And I, I don't know, it is a Japanese game, and that's a whole nother conversation that we've been having. Right. Like, there, there are those who... Sorry, I should be okay. 
Okay, yeah, like, thank you. They don't there even have go. a responsibility to do it. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think as soon as you are a worldwide game, you have the responsibility, right? And I, and I think to, right, there's still more that they can do, but sure. Um, they have taken some steps, right? Um, mm-hmm. When the Eternal Bond stuff came out, they're like, right. gender doesn't matter, like, whatever. Um, there's been, um, and I'm trying to remember where I read this. I don't know if it was just like a random comment on a on a stream or if it was in um, one of his Famitsu articles, but I can remember Yoshida talking about um, a mom and a, a son that talked about wanting to like wear a dress and the mom was like, no, you can't do that. And Yoshida was like, I felt really sad about that. Like stuff like that. We like, I, I very confident that Yoshida mm-hmm. would love to see more of this stuff. Um, yeah. And whether or not it's because Square Enix is a Japanese company or I, you know what, what the issues are. But I, I think the good thing is at the bare minimum, he acknowledges that things can be better. And I think that's mm-hmm. definitely a step in the right direction. Um, one thing that we were going to talk a little bit about too, um, right? When we talked about uh, characters of color in Final Fantasy XIV, um, Raban was like the only name that really came up for a lot of us. Um, yeah. And Ilbert. You know, oh, Ilbert. Yeah, yeah. Ilbert. Yeah. Ilbert and Raban. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about um, him. <laughs> and when you know when Stormblood hit, everyone's like, "This is Raban's time to shine." Right. And then they're like, "Oh, by the way, did you know that Yida is actually her?" her sister and she's like Alamegan royalty and they kind of push her to the front um mm. how do you guys feel about that i mean in terms of of both um as 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 somebody you know as a person of color but then also narratively do you think that they just did it to take robon out cuz i i i would have liked to have seen robon take right. that that role over more than more than lease I'll say I didn't feel strongly about it, but it was something I definitely took note of. That mm-hmm. that's the most I can say. Like it didn't bother me, but I was like, you know, you know, I just always I'm always rooting for Robon. So it's just yeah. I don't know, Especially, it just feels I mean, like they, he's they always cut the guy's like, arm off. Like give him a break. Like Yeah. yeah. It's feel like he's always in the in the background doing stuff, but he's never at like the yeah. forefront. So yeah. From from a story perspective. From a story perspective, I kind of see where they where they went. You know, Raubon's getting up there in years and everything. He's right. he's been through the ringer, essentially. So to you know, kind of you know, shit and advocate towards younger leader, leadership, I can see that. Um, that isn't to say, and I hope, and I hope and pray that you know, in the future you know, another character who, who we, we, you know, we know as a person of color, will will get some shine. And we don't know when that they would be. But, um, you know, like, like B, I wasn't really too bothered by it. But yeah, now that you mention it, we'll call him A, little call him B. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I and thought he was going to be the, uh, the focus, but Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and it's interesting. Um, looking back, I mean, again, right. Since, since I have a huge background with final fantasy 11, um, with, with square Enix, they have this tendency to make the 
focused protagonist, uh, a white young girl in almost yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Every expansion for Eleven is 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 a white female. There's Lion, mm-hmm. there's uh, uh, Prish and Omeo, and I guess they're a little darker skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where that that line is for that right. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have um, Afmao in uh, Otter Gone. You had Lilliset in Wings of the Goddess. You had Arcelia in uh, in Seekers of Adelin. And so you look at that, and then up against fourteen, you have Minfilia. You have a little bit of um, of uh, Ali Say. Um, but then you have, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of all the other female characters. Rina? Hilda, you have Ishtola, Reen, Reen, Yasail, and yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and Ishtola is weird because I feel like Ishtola's skin tone has changed. Okay, it, so it's not just me. I thought yeah. that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really weird. Like depending on where where you see her, like sometimes yeah. it's just artwork. Sometimes it's it's mo- it's really odd that there's not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of consistency. Right. Well, um, I mean, I hate saying this, and it's it's so I it's nonsensical. But I mean, when you look at especially what a lot of gaming companies have thought that players want. And this has been a big discussion in MMOs for ages and all sorts of games, right? Especially when it comes to like female representation in the game. What sells scantily clad women? Yep. And it's it's like this constant discussion about like, well, maybe give them some more armor or maybe, you know, whatever it is, right? And I think especially within the JRPG genre, the idea of this like shining, beautiful, pure young woman who like is, you know, so alluring in some sense and maybe magical and mystical in another is not out of place and it it's i assume but again i don't have a ton of evidence or you know stuff to support this so um cells in a sense mm-hmm. yeah but it was very weird um i mean i'm glad that it wasn't quite as dissonant as i kind of thought it would because it was strange at the time that i was playing through stormblood i was playing a highlander woman that I had given um, because of the sort of, you know, other characters we had seen with Raubon and Ilbert and everybody else, I had, you know, chosen a darker skin option. And I was like, oh, I'm really into the whole lore of all Amigo and like all this stuff. And I think it's really neat. And it was weird playing through it because it did feel like Raubon carried so much of that narrative and his passion for his people. And he was always working to try and free them. And then to have like this very dissonant young woman unmask herself and be like, I will be the hero we need. Mm -hmm. I was even just sitting there from like a headcanon RP standpoint, like, you, what? (laughs) Like my girl girl in my head is also from Alamigo. But like that final shot of Lee standing on the like, you know, she's got the nationalist anthem behind her and Mm -hmm. she's standing there with the flag ahead of everybody and Rao Bond's like wedged in the corner Mm -hmm. and like your character is like wedged Mm -hmm. in the back. It was weird to me. Um, But I mean, Mm -hmm. that was just my perspective. So it's one of those things where I'm glad that it wasn't wildly dissonant, but it is strange. I I, I don't know. Square is very odd in the way that they handle their female protagonists right. i mean the, the, the most mm-hmm. recent thing that comes to mind and and i kind of wish that they got more shit for it in all honesty mm-hmm. uh with the that shiva fight with reen um yeah. 
the the weeks leading up to that patch, there were lots of discussions about various, uh, uh, you know, underage modding of character mm-hmm. models and stuff. And then the mm-hmm. fight comes out, and then there's a mechanic where you have to look away because she gets naked and changes. Like, yep. what the actual fuck, Square? <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Yeah. I know a lot of people are not that upset about that fight. And there are, of course, reasons no. like, oh, she's channeling a primal. She's channeling yeah, all these other sure. things. Sure. But for me personally, it did always come down to like, she looks the same as she does, just bigger because she's yeah. boss. So she's got to be big. And mm-hmm. that's a child's body. And even if she's possessed by a spirit or a prime, like it, it's watching that cutscene a hundred times every time we do weekly reclears drives me crazy because mm-hmm. that dragon snakes up her naked body every single time. And I'm yep. like, Square Enix, you just told people they can't do mods that literally do what you did in the game. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. I was in this one young lady stream, not not to cut you off. And um, no, you're good. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stream I frequent. And uh, yeah. everybody that's tuning in, so sorry. Uh, I, internet is interneting really hard today. I don't know mm. uh, what mm. the deal is. It's just. Uh. <laughs> Sweet, we did a little bit. We had a lot of feelings. We <laughs> I haven't had any issues with this for months, and then today, uh, oh, all right. So, uh, right, we were talking back. about yeah. B was giving us the lowdown about the streamer that you were watching, and that the whole thing there with uh, watching the transformation, Ooh. and how sometimes F- Final Fantasy fourteen but Square as well kind of toes the line with certain things that might not be wholly appropriate. Yeah. I still wish Uriange had taken Shiva instead of Reem. I that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been very good. <laughs> I, I have I have many I have many thoughts about the, the choices that were made in that storyline, sure. but that's that's a yeah, whole yeah. other discussion. And we've had it before. <laughs> yeah, but we have several of, times. Would that be like the first astrologian boss if he took on the, the <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. That would be there you go. Look, I'm just saying the combo of like the sort of Heidelin and the ice was very good, but mm-hmm. add some stars in there and we're really, yeah. really, really getting something. Right. Um, then you yeah. really wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> Already can't see. I know, right? When she redresses, I'm just like, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, the I was just is- so mad. I was just mm-hmm. so mad. And like right before the fight, when you have the cutscene and Reen's like, I'm volunteer. I'm like, no, the fuck you don't. <laughs> right. don't you sit back down. <laughs> It's just, it's just you are a minor, right? <laughs> it's bad, bad decisions. The raid story. That's yeah. that's all this is. <laughs> and now yeah. the adults are gone. I can't wait to see the the, the bullshit that they come up with for the next year. I just I my expectations are so low right now. I mean, I don't want to say like for a long time they've really been trying to figure out like how can they make fights that are hard enough they don't get cleared like you know right the first week. Mm-hmm. But if Orianja had been the one doing the redress, um, I think all the raid parties would have wiped because nobody would have turned away from that. It's yeah. just all. I'm saying. There you go. Well, I there agree, one hundred percent. Except now that difficulty a little bit. I think they might have wiped from being blinded by astrologian animations. Like <laughs> holy crap, man! Celestial <laughs> opposition is just like epilepsy right there. Um, but it is interesting because i mean while all amigo and like all of this is to say that i mean all amigo again is Mm -hmm. is technically like we see a lot of diverse people that make up the population of all amigo i Mm -hmm. guess and um that region but 
it was it did feel a little bit odd to me. So I was really glad to hear your perspective on that. And See, there are these yeah. weird missteps sometimes where I kind it of do go me, like, hmm? it, go ahead. It, I'll do it. Uh, it's when you were talking about the, you know, like Menphilia and Reen and you started naming adjectives like shining and pure and beautiful. That's why, because that's not how black people are represented or, or how very true they're supposed to be mm. looked at. Like when you think pure and beautiful, at least for some cultures, that's not what you think. You think, mm-hmm. you know, right. porcelain skinned. You think, you know, I, that, that long straight hair. You, you, you think of those things. So to me, it's just them perpetuating the same thing that, that so much other media has a problem with anyway. I, that is exactly why they picked them, because they're pure and beautiful to the most number of people, I think. And that's unfortunate. And that's who you want to appeal to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, given what we know lore-wise and, you know, areas that we haven't visited, do you think, do you think representation, <laughs> do you think representation is possible and the devs will do it? Like maybe, I don't know, um, like Razatan, like places we haven't been before. Um, trying to think anywhere else like the new world hell yeah uh yeah the new world mm-hmm. Avner. yeah well rather than yeah yeah, right? yeah 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 um hell do you even think the deeper we get into garlemald we, we'll see representation as well i would like to well, think. It's not a bad I idea think- yeah. The 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 yeah. benefit of this, and I and and I'm trying to remember what the example was, and we gave them a lot of crap for this before, with just with what we wanted them to do, and with the narrative and stuff. It's their narrative; they can make it be whatever they want. Yeah. If the, you know, like it, it's it's not even a matter of of lore or anything at that point. If you want characters of color in the game, add them, and then you can yeah. bullshit whatever excuse you need to. It doesn't matter; just add them. Right. And I mean, it's a Sly, fantasy game. Yeah, it's a fantasy. Right. And Sly, I think it's interesting because what you were just describing, like, um, and obviously I want to hear all of your thoughts more on this too, but mm-hmm. it almost perfectly leads us into even just, I mean, what we were going to talk about next anyway and what we saw chat talking about, which is the Viera. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, if we're talking about opportunities that they could have taken to create more, you know, representation visually in the game, right? The Viera are one that's incredibly iconic as far as Fran goes within the Final Fantasy XII verse, although obviously with tactics, we had some other things added in there with Vina and stuff. But that is at least canonically set in the forest, set from twelve. a group of Amazonian women like who live, you know, a warrior's life in, in mm-hmm. the woods, sort of sequestered away, who are in twelve at least almost all dark-skinned. And yet what we got in Fanau Almost every NPC, and especially the ones that you talk to that have quests, are all light-skinned. And um, somebody also, one of my viewers brought this up in chat, Um, I was running around, I have a character of France, one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters. So when Vera came out, I made a Vera that looks a lot like Fran. And I had somebody come into chat the other day and say to me, why is your Vera black? And I was sitting there like, what? Is this an actual question? And I was like, you realize that the Viera... Hold up. You realize that the Viera 
at least a huge portion of them, at least like an entire, you know, branch in the, in the lore of Final Fantasy that we've seen are dark skinned women. Mm. Like, and I had to sit there and be like, go to 12, check out the source material. And I was like, and also I just think, you know, people can be beautiful in all different shapes and colors. Right. But it's it's baffling to me that like by choosing to do something like this, I think in a way Square Enix has affected the player base where people who might not even know 12 might think that it is non-canonical mm -hmm. that we are dark skinned. It's yeah, it almost seems like it's wrong to be dark skinned in the you know, as a character in the in the game. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. which is That's uh, baffling. A whole yeah. other a whole nother can of worms to go don't into. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, of course. We don't, we don't really. Could. I don't know. Totally that's a, that's yeah. not really a 14 issue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a more of a spectrum. Yeah, it's a more of a, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, feeling that you can't present yourself, feeling that some, some blackness is better than other blackness. Lighter yeah. skin right. blackness is, or, you know, mm. people who have lighter skinned are closer, so they're more, you know, they can fit in better, you know, that's right. sort of that that is prevalent in, in the community and just in the world and from outside races looking in. It's just it's one of those things. And to do that with the Viera, like seeing that. It didn't I mean, I wasn't going to make a Viera anyway, but it didn't make me feel good about them being in there because they got everything else so right. Yeah. And then they just decided because but we want people to play them. So maybe we'll just have an option, you know for people who don't want to look like that. And of course, options are great, but it's it's one of those things where did did you have to cuz they were never not dark skin. So, well, I mean, they were lighter skin mm -hmm. in Tactics Advance, but it it's weird that all the NPCs aren't, you know? Mm -hmm. I I don't understand why. You, you know what I thought about while we were talking about the Vieras and uh and Rook was talking about basically said a viewer asked her about why is her Viera skin color black? What's funny is I got the opposite <laughs> one day. Um, <laughs> for people who watch my stream on a regular, y'all know I have a couple alts and they're all Vieras because I just love Vieras that much, okay? But my main character, uh, I Fantasia her and her skin is like almost pale white. And I didn't do that for any other reason except for the look that it gave her with blonde hair. Like I just wanted it to look cute with blonde hair. And um, the look I was going for, I didn't, it didn't go as well with darker skin. So it was it was also a preset look. Like, you know how you do the randomizer and you just mm. kind of keep clicking? Mm. I did it, mm. I did it until I got that look and just kind of modified her face. I'm like, okay, I just I want my Viera to look like this now. And uh I've had several people in my chat ask me, why is your Viera so white? And on the opposite spectrum, I don't know if it's because I'm black that I have to make a black character. I don't mm. I don't know, but it's a fantasy game and I want to make my character look like how I feel like you know in that particular moment so I just I thought it was really weird that someone asked me that like you know on one end of, end of the spectrum it's like you know um you know white skin is highly represented overrepresented you know and when I do do a white character as a black woman it's a problem you know what I mean so it kind of rubbed me the wrong way I didn't know how to respond to it I right. still don't know like almost how to feel about it but I mean like what do y'all think about that like that question, like from, you know, I guess someone who's probably not black, I'm guessing they weren't black because most of my black viewers didn't even think to mm -hmm. ask me that. But like, what are, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? To, to a degree. I mean, I, I would just argue, like, what does it matter what my character looks like? Right. It's my character, you know, right. 
Right. Right. Right. 100% that. Like, why are you asking? What does it matter? Right. Yeah. You know, the options have to be there. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought so. It's rude. Yeah. Okay. It's rude. My alternative be would be: Have you seen Mister Face? You're gonna ask me what I look like. <laughs> really? <laughs> even still, it's not, it's none of your damn business. But even right. still, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I really yeah. don't. I don't think the problem is like the option. I think the problem is the representation in the game for the dark skin Viera. Like yeah. you can you can be whatever you want to be, and there should be more options mm-hmm. to be what you want to be. But when it's codified in the game. That's where we start getting into a problem, uh, mm-hmm. to me. Like, I, it doesn't matter what anyone plays, you know. Like, I don't typically pick uh, a character that has my skin tone. I did it in fourteen just because I felt like it, because I was playing and I was like, okay, I wonder if I can. So I did, and I stayed that way. Right. But no other MMO have I even tried to. So. Yeah, the power yeah. customization is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where. Mm-hmm. And we, again, talked about this in the Pride episode, that there can be so many different things, especially in an MMO, where you can explore yourself or even just a whim or just, you know, you randomize and you find something you think is kind of aesthetically cool. Or, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. so many different ways that people connect to their characters that it is, you know, I agree that I think there is something really nice about being able to create anybody you want to. And I do usually encourage a lot of people who might have, you know, um, a more narrow-minded perspective that might lead them to ask some of those rude questions, you know, mm-hmm. like right. whatever it is. I'm like, yeah. make a character that's totally different than you ever thought you would ever make and try to see if you can get like really invested in that character's story. Try to see if you can like really, you know, still connect to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes down to it, people can make whatever they want. And I think mm-hmm. they should be empowered to in mm-hmm. an MMO because that's a huge part of it. But I, Aldi, know you hit the nail on the head. I can't say it any better. The idea that like, there is something about setting a, you know, like we were talking about earlier with social spaces, even setting a tone or precedent within the game that then reflects almost like a world and diversity and mindset in all sorts mm-hmm. of different ways that makes people feel seen, included, represented. It makes the world feel as though like, hey, even if it's low level in the background, we have a lot of people that play this and they're, you know, it's a big, vast fantasy world. And there's all kinds of possibilities within that. Um, even just with like, give me more Rugen women in the story. Right. Give me more both women. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things that fall under that. But um, I think that broadening players' minds is only ever a benefit to the community to allow more people in. Here's a question Definitely. I had. Mm-hmm. Um, the only two we've been able to come up with were uh, Ilbert and Raubon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel that one of them is a bad guy? <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it, to me, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. But, I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. yeah. It's there's only two of them anyway, so it's like we so one or the other, I guess. If it was like they were the only the only option is bad. Like if they were, you know, subjugated by the empire and now they only do bad things or something like that, mm. and okay. you, yeah. you know, it's more of a a per. It, it's more of a a cultural trait than a personality one because Hilbert was just mm. an asshole, right? Yeah. They exist right. in every color. Bad guy, yeah. That's yeah. Not sure. yeah. 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 When I saw, when I saw him as a bad guy, I didn't think about skin color or anything. It just, I, I was, I think I was just too into the story, but I didn't right. think twice about Hilbert <laughs> being a bad guy at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, the, the thing that I, I really don't want, and this is personal, you know, 
I, I don't know, no black person is a monolith, but what I don't want is pandering. I don't want the overcorrection right. in the opposite yeah. direction. Because one, that doesn't feel good for the people who want the representation, and two, yeah. it causes a backlash that makes it even worse in the people who didn't want to mm -hmm. see it in the first place. And to me, that might, that's not worse. We should still push it. But you have to know that that's going to happen, right? Yeah. The more you add, the more people are going to find reasons to not like it. Um, I, it's, a, it's a very thin line, you know? I, I, I don't really know. Is there, think, is there something you would like to see them do then, like, specifically? I mean, because there, there is that kind of, that, I hate to say it, like, like a balancing act, kind of, right? You don't want right. to pander, but you want to be inclusive. Um, what, how would they do make that? It, do you have any thoughts? Make it not a big deal. It's not a big deal. We go to Razatan, and there's black people, and there's Elizin, and there's whatever. And everybody has, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't even have to be an equal distribution of who's NPCs, who do quests, or whatever. Just whoever you decide, like, I've decided on an NPC. Why yeah. couldn't they be black? But yeah. why not? Instead of why make them? Why not? What, mm -hmm. what reason mm -hmm. would you have not to? If there's a reason not to, okay. But if there's no reason not to, then it should be an option in the first place, you know? What would be really cool is if a black Viera re led that community. Mm. That would be pretty dope to me. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Or even mm -hmm. if we got to see more Fran, because yeah, I yeah. did see a lot of people mention that like Fran is technically the first VR that you meet in 14. Yeah. But mm -hmm. how many people have actually unlocked all the 24 mans? How many people have actually not skipped all the cutscenes? How many people have actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. She's an iconic character, but she's not iconic to the story of 14, if that makes sense, right? right. Um, right. She's not a member of the Scions. Um, she's not all these different things. Um, and it was really interesting because I actually hadn't thought about this until uh, that question about Ilbert and Raubon mm. popped up. Almost all of the Alamegan men we see, and a lot of the like refugees and things are darker skinned, but almost all of the Alamegan women we see are are light skinned. And like Fordola. Um, Fordola. A, I was thinking a about good Fordola. opportunity. Yeah. And mm. I, and it's really weird to me because I don't think it read badly to me. Again, it's just a player, you know, right. outside of a lot of it didn't read badly to me that Ilbert and Raubon were both dark skinned and one was a villain and one wasn't because it was a theme of brotherhood, right? Like this yeah. idea that like we were brothers and whether that's genetic or not, like we were from this same country and we've been fighting for the same cause. And now we're at this divisive point where we're realizing that there may be drastic measures that need to be taken. And that has put us in conflict with one another. And that is compelling and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. So it didn't like, there was a lot of context to it and it made sense because in my mind I was going, Oh, Alamigo, it's a nation, you know, that's set sort of in the desert. And it makes sense to me that like a lot of the people there probably would be darker skinned or, you know, things like that, just from what we know of our own geography, IRL, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then it was weird when we started getting female characters and I was like, why are they all so white though? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Alamigo was, was such a great opportunity to do something with that. Cause yeah, they were all fighting right. for one, yeah. you know, for yeah. their country. Race didn't mm. matter. Station yeah. didn't matter. It was right. a great way to show, hey, it doesn't matter. This isn't weird. It's not weird. I mean, people exist. It shouldn't be weird. It shouldn't be like, oh, we have to make a show of it. It should be no big deal. That's what I want. Right. You know what I just thought about? I was, um, as Rick was speaking, 
is that I think I thought of another black guy in the story, and I, for the life of me, can't remember his name, but he was the mm-hmm. guy that did the instance towards the latest patches where he was with uh, Estinian, and they were trying to escape the Garlean oh, Empire. Guys. Yeah, that guy. that guy. Is he? He's, he's black, right? He's got... So, he's, he's like... He's, I mean, he's darker he, tone. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't tell. Do we yeah, count him? I don't know. I don't, find I don't know. That's hard. I, yeah, that's hard because I don't. I don't know where yeah. you you make where that line is for that. I don't know. I don't know. I've never he thought of him in that way. I would yeah. definitely put him. I would definitely put him on the, the person of color label. Yeah. Right. As far as like where in the dichotomy, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good point though, because you're right. And we didn't see him outside of his armor until he started playing more of a role in opposition right. to the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is a pretty. He's a big and beloved and iconic character. I didn't even necessarily mm. think about that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, popping me, my mind. Yeah, to me, it's he's he's kind of ambiguous, which is which is cool as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's another opportunity. But then again, it's like, would it even matter at that point? You know, like if all of a sudden, you know, they were like, well, just, we'll just change him a couple shades darker, unlike Yustola, you know, in the opposite direction, and then really pivot towards that. I don't think that I would enjoy that either. You know, right. Um, mm. It is interesting comparing um, to some degree, but I mean, obviously they're both different games in a lot of rights, but Final Fantasy 14 and sort of their fantasy world, um, which draws a lot more from Final Fantasy, you know, as an entire franchise. Mm. And then Guild Wars 2, where um, with the release of one of their expansions, Path of Fire, the whole thing is set and sort of centered around the human race. Mm -hmm. But the human race in Guild Wars 2 does have a lot of uh, geographical regions that are very similar that they've lived into to our own Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So their uh, path of fire takes you into a portion that is very much like um, Egypt and kind of the surrounding areas. And with that, they did introduce a whole bunch of like natural hairstyles and skin tones and things that um, went into the CC, but also like almost every major character in that region because of where they live and the people that they are is like, you know, sort of inherent to that, that area. And there's some really fun like fantasy stuff that they did with reimagining sort of the, um, this like, whole world around the undead and all this stuff and like the book of the dead and all like it's very interesting um but they got praised a lot for that and um they've been very you know focused on that sort of diversity and inclusion um and it is interesting to me because i think that sly going back to what you were saying i think square enix could do it no problem i think we have a whole bunch of places in the world that easily and like aldino you were saying we don't even have to make a big deal about it if we don't want to um which is a big question like do we need to have all these separations of the same races as we do in real life and fantasy uh that's a question i would love to hear everybody weigh in on but um it just depends on how they choose to do it because you can choose to do it and it can be great but um it has to be something that they decide to do and then consciously address some of the weird patterns that they have to fix mm-hmm. and to you know rebalance. Yeah, I mean they, they can definitely do it. I mean, if you just look at you know uh, Heavensward and um, and Shadowbringers, right? They add a new race into the game. They're they're mm-hmm. just they're just there. Okay, we didn't have them before. It's not like some story like oh they all just happen to migrate now out of all times for whatever mm-hmm. reason. It's just they've been around. They're there. Right. Easy enough to you know it doesn't need to have some huge elaborate yeah. story. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to, you could take us to a new area and maybe there are just, you know, there's more black people over there. Okay, that doesn't, you know, sure, that's fine. 
Um, I think I think it would be really cool if we went to somewhere like the New World and they introduced like a, a like a female protagonist and she was like our you know Aristinian or Arlise uh, or, or whatever for for six I think that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, hopefully that, that you know that's something that that they can do that they you know acknowledge that that's something that that probably should be done. You know, we mm-hmm. we need that that representation yeah. in there and not just you know. Uh, Rob Bond, who then gets his arc taken by Lise, you know, or, you know, a, a villainous character or, you know, it's we we need to have it. So if we say, hey, are there any black characters in in 14? We should be like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. I can't list them all, but there's a bunch of NPCs. There's a few, you know, there's some main story people like it shouldn't be like, mm-hmm. oh, there's Rob on. like that's that's no, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not how it should be. Yeah. Um, all right, we are getting a little close uh, for time here. Um, so real quick, before we start to, to kind of wrap this up a little bit, um, we want to talk about uh, Black Lives Matter a little bit um, and how you've been discussing it. We touched on this just a little bit earlier, um, but for, for B and Sly, how have you been um, discussing everything that's been going on with your with your communities? How have you been addressing it? Uh, B? I'll go. Uh, for me, it's been more of a conversation, uh, when it comes up, I, I try to not force things. I'm, I'm a fan of letting things genuinely happen. So, you know, whenever we, you know, we're raiding or we're chilling, whatever the case might be, somebody, you know, talks about, Hey, did you hear about this? Or did you see this? We'll, we'll discuss it. And, you know, whatever, whatever the, the case of the matter is, you know, that happens in chat, obviously we don't go into anything that's too, um, what's the word that would, I would say get people riled up, but we definitely make people aware. Um, I've had, you know, Black Lives Matter in my stream titles. Um, just letting people know that, like, I support this cause. And if you want to be part of, you know, this community, this channel, like this, this is something you should be OK with. You need to be I, I don't know. I it's, it's not nothing I've done that was in like a uniform manner, but we've definitely had conversations about it. I want to say it that way. So um, oh. it's it's more or less like, you know, what's happening today. Oh, this happened. X, Y, Z, Black Lives Matter. Did, some, did we make any progress or did you get any news? Great. And we'll discuss it and move on. But it's nothing like crazy where we have like a segment. I wouldn't say crazy. I'm sorry. It's nothing where we have a segment or something, you know, set in stone at a certain time and we we'll go, you know, into detail about it. So, yeah, it's more of a chit chat. Uh, a couple, I guess a couple of weeks ago when it happened, um, we decided, uh, Mike and I decided to take Tuesday off um, of State of the Realm and just off in general. And for me, that was to let everyone, you know, make themselves aware of the situation, make mm-hmm. themselves aware of the issue. I, I told them, you know, you know, look, if you like, I'm not streaming today, but if you would just take take the time to, you know, research the issue, make yourself. Um, make yourself educated about the issue, make yourself aware and, um, you know, support, support black lives matter. You don't have to do it monetarily, you know, just we, we, while your money would be put to great use, we just want someone to listen. We just want someone to stand with us. And and that's the, that's the most we can ask for, honestly. And, um, as far as like conversation, I brought it up in stream before. Um, I brought it up on Stay of the Realm. 
you know, like we can't turn this off. Like no matter what, like days are going to pass, you know, movements will pass. Protests will die down. We're still black. We, we still will have injustice. And so it's important to, you know, keep up with everything. Make sure, you know, you are there for people. Help Mike, Mike, you know, texted me, DM me every day to make sure I was okay. And that was during when the protests were really, really deep. And I'm like, I'm good. But I, I appreciated that. You know, he, he's one of the real ones. He is, he is a really good friend. And then like people were just hitting me up. I was, I was, you know, hitting other people up, you know, some of my friends around uh, streaming and content creation. And then of course my parents and everything, but yeah, like this is something, this is something that we can't really let die down. So again, again, you don't, you absolutely do not have to support this monetarily. If you do great, but just make sure to keep the same energy. That's all I can ask mm-hmm. is that you like to those watching and listening, um, make sure just to, you know, lend us a hand, lend us an ear, you know, stand with us. That's all we can ask. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, as we discussed earlier too, I mean, if you want to be involved, you know, the, a small thing, just like retweeting something, right. Talking about the issues or, you know, providing links to, to, you know, to different charities or, you know, discussions or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's still helping. That's still helping contribute to everything. So. Right. Yeah. Same. Um, Oh, sorry. You gonna say something? Oh no, you can go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, like me personally, um, it's really hard for me to be vocal on the issue. So, not that I don't want to, I have trouble expressing myself in this space. So it's really easy to express, you know, like I think about my feelings, but putting it into words, you know, for the public is difficult for me. So that's one of the reasons why i haven't really you know spoken in a whole lot i've spoken on twitter i've said what i had to say and um one of the big things for me is just really just and i know this has been said already it's just been educating myself even as as someone who's black myself like i find myself still not knowing enough i find myself still feeling like you know I need to do more to make people more aware. So I'm just really piggybacking off of what Sly said. You know, you can, if you if you don't know what to do, really just please reach out to a friend who can relate to the situation, who can offer advice. Just please just don't, don't sit and ignore it. Um, just think about it this way. If, you know, if, and I know it's probably hard to picture because a, a lot of people, you know, in this community haven't dealt with racism. They haven't dealt with oppression historically. But if you could just imagine just what we ha- we would have to go through on a daily basis, um, continuously living life, you know, um, being treated unequally, living life treated, you know, a certain way just because of the skin color we have is nothing we can do about it. It's, it's what Sly keeps saying. We can't turn this off, you know, once the stream is off. So really um, just put that in perspective. You have to live with the way the world is treating you. So the best thing we want to, we want to make a change. The best thing we can do is just really ask for, y'all support just really hear us out um i've never really spoken a lot of serious issues other than mental health issues because it's something personal to myself i mean it's really um important to me as well as black lives matter so i really like people don't people don't hear me talk about serious issues a lot but i'm really you know saying it loud like do not ignore this it, it is it is bigger than you know just because you don't deal with it just because you don't hear about it as much does not mean it's 
the situation is over and done with. Right. And, you know, to to pull back the curtain a little bit, like we were talking about how to talk about this. Like, yeah. sh- should we have a show about it? How do we have a show about it? And when I was asked at first, and I, I can quote myself because it's what I say in general when, when people talk to me about this. Hey, do you want to talk about it? No, I'd rather spontaneously combust, but we have to, right? Yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things where Black people are not a monolith. And, you know, you're saying that, you know, you had to educate yourself. I had to educate myself because I built my life in such a way that I don't even have to think about it. I work in a place where it doesn't matter. I have friends where it doesn't matter what my race is. You know, like, I never even have to think about it. So even though that I live it every day, it's not as, it's not as uh, visible to me until this started to happen. And even me, you know, like, I've just, I've built a wall around myself where I don't have to see it. And I had to bring that down, which is, takes a while, you know, to think about what you want to say. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that you have to do, though. You have to allow yourself to break down those walls. You know, if someone says to you, oh, white privilege, and you think, oh, well, I grew up poor, that's not what we're talking about. Right. Right. And you don't know that until you actually listen to what someone's saying or look it up, you know. Uh, don't just close off immediately. Don't build that wall immediately. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, all right. Um, so before we close up for today, um, I want to bring this slide up here. Um, the world sucks for a lot of people right now. Um, you know, it's not just the quarantine. Um, it's not the pandemic. Uh, that's horrible for everybody. But uh, there's a lot of groups, too, um, that have been dealing with a lot of deep-rooted issues for generations. Um, so this month, Gamer Escape um, is proud to support both the Bail Project and the Trevor Project. Um, the Bail Project is a nonprofit designed to combat mass incarceration by disrupting the money bail system. Uh, over the next five years, the Bail Project will open dozens of sites in high-need jurisdictions with the goal of paying bail for tens of thousands of low-income Americans while collecting stories and data that prove that money bail is not necessary to ensure that people return to court so that those participating in the protests don't have to be incarcerated and kept from their lives and their families. Uh, the Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ plus youth, uh, young people under uh, 25, and provides life-saving support via phone, text, and chat. Uh, I know, Rook, you have been doing a, a lot of fundraising for uh, Trevor Project uh, this, this past month. How has that been going? What's, uh, what's the update for that? It's so good. We, I think last time we were saying that we just crossed 30,000, we have crossed 50,000 as a team wow. with Rainbow Org. Um, so thank you to everybody who's donated. Thank you everyone for supporting, um, you know, LGBTQI plus youth. Um, it's amazing. I can't believe it. You're all so wonderful. So thank you so much for your help. Congrats. That's really awesome. Um, crazy. Nice. before we head out, uh, B, is there any, uh, shout outs that you would like to, uh, to give, let people know where they can find you? Oh, y'all can find me at twitch.tv slash Bianca. And I know y'all don't know how to spell that. So that's B-E-Y-A-C-A. Okay. No N in my name. But no, really, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the invite for being here. Yeah, we appreciate you being here. It was a really good discussion. No, thank you for sharing. Honestly, it was good to just listen and, you know, get to be a part of the discussion. Uh, Sly. Oh, hi, I'm Sly. Uh, 
you you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash sly okay great fox you can find me on twitter at sly the fox um yeah i drink beer and play video games that i'm i'm really simple and occasionally i cook occasionally i cook on stream meaning i just you know put food in the smoker and let it do you you got something uh something going on later uh this coming week too don't you Ooh, yeah um i'm gonna get hungry now but that's okay (laughs) all i can say all i can say is july 3rd july 3rd behemoth so primal Behemoth, Shiragane, Ward 2, Plot 60. Oh, Behemoth? <laughs> yeah, boy. That's all I can say. The more formal announcement will probably be Monday or Tuesday. So just keep an eye on my Twitter. And once you see it, retweet it. You know, everybody is invited. If you're on Primal, just get here. If you're not on Primal, make it all. We can invite you to the FC. It's going to be a big night. Put it like this. We're trying to crash our ward. <laughs> oh, in, in a good way, in a good way, yes. not like, like, seriously, in a good way, yeah. But we're trying to crash our ward, mm-hmm. so you know, crashes in a good way, you know, yeah, like yeah. hunt in, lag in when you do hunts and you just lag all day, yeah. <laughs> there you go. like when there's just a bunch of people out in the ward, that's what Having we're trying fun. to do, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when our <laughs> FC house fills up and like it says, hey, we can't let anybody else in, that's fine. We, we have a whole ward to work with. Our house is the one by the hot springs. So we got a good placement. And plus, like, we got a whole ward. So, yeah, it's going to be a really fun night. So, yeah, definitely look forward to the announcement either Monday night or Tuesday proper. Very cool. He's looking, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, thank you to uh, both B and Sly for joining us. Uh, really great really important Thanks. talk today i really appreciate you guys uh coming yes. up for this um yes, if you want you can uh contact us uh email uh eighth rate radio gamerscape.com you can tweet at us at eighth rate radio you can also reach us uh as gamerscape on twitter facebook and discord discord.gg slash uh gamerscape uh, we also have an eighth rate radio uh, channel on there as well where you can talk to us about the show um and that is going to do it for us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.